and after a hiatus that was longer than anticipated, expected, or desired. I'm returning today with the WrestleBook Review Podcast, Episode 5. Today I'm going to be talking about Daniel Bryan's Yes, My Improbable Journey to the Main Event of WrestleMania, and I'll be giving an updated list of some books that are coming down the pike. My name is Keith, I am the Well-Read Machine, and this is Episode 5 of WrestleBook Review. summer it has been folks welcome to wrestlebook review my name is keith i am the well-read machine and you can find me on twitter at wrestlebook review r-e-v-u at my blog it's wrestlebookreview.blogspot.com and on facebook just do a search for wrestlebook review that's the easiest way to find me the wrestlebook review is a proud member of the osw podcast network available at piledriverwrestling.net and over the past few months that has grown Um, To add a few more shows in there, if there's any period of time or any geographical range from essentially 1983 to present is being covered somewhere, so it's well worth a listen for any wrestling fan. Yes, indeed, over the past few months we've uh, sadly lost Dusty Rhodes and Rowdy Rowdy Piper, both two uh, legends in the sport, who actually also wrote wrestling books, neither of which would be at the tippy top of my reading list, but to each their own. Certainly, if you were big fans of either of these guys or or the periods or regions they they worked in, um, both would be worth a look. Right now, there is a review for Dusty's up on the blog, and uh, probably one of Piper's coming up soon. I did write one a few years ago that I might dig out dust off and put up. But I spent the vast majority of my dog days in the wilderness of Quebec looking for Mad Dog Vachon's workshop and the last reclusive witnesses to the Montreal Screwjob neither of which I was successful at finding. Unfortunately, I had recorded a few episodes before leaving, but uh, the files were corrupted and only one of the three was able to be uploaded, so so I am actually redoing my review of Daniel Bryan's book. The other two were, were for older pieces that I might do down the line again. But everything I have reviewed or re-reviewed in the past few months is available at the blog. It's at wrestlebookreview.blogspot.com. And the big topic for today is Daniel Bryan's Yes, My Improbable Journey to the Main Event of WrestleMania. The book was released in July of 2015. It was written by Daniel Bryan and Craig Tello and was published by St. Martin's Press for the WWE. It's available in hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Now, the story follows Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, from his birth, uh, essentially up till WrestleMania 30. It goes through his early days, his training his work on the indies right up through his WWE career up to where he main evented at WrestleMania. There's also a short epilogue that covers a brief period of time after his Mania 30 main event win. Brian is regarded and has been regarded as one of, if not the best, professional wrestler in the world for the past 10 years or so. His work in Japan and on the indies as the American Dragon or as Brian Danielson uh, won him a lot of fans, a lot of praise, a lot of accolades. But another thing that uh, really distinguishes Daniel Bryan as a performer 
is his ability to connect with crowds. He has an ability to be an everyman that, that really connects with audience members in a way a lot of professional wrestlers cannot. Hulk Hogan, Bruno Sammartino, and, and even to some degree John Cena had a, a Superman-type quality to them. Daniel Bryan strikes people more as a Clark Kent that can kick ass. For the most part, the book is well-written. It tells a nice linear story. It's broken up in, in a chronology that makes sense. His writing style is as down-to-earth and likable as he is. And while Daniel is known as a humble, modest man, there's no airs of false modesty. Uh, times when he talks about accomplishments that he is proud of, it's, it's obvious that he genuinely is proud of it, and it's not a matter of necessarily tooting one's horn as much as it is as giving an emotional context to how he was feeling and how he feels about a certain event. What is really remarkable about the book is how critical at times Brian is, or how open he is at times, about how the WWE works and how they were reluctant to give him a push. The title alone is essentially a slap at WWE. My improbable journey to the main event of WrestleMania. Well, here we're talking about a guy who is very popular with audiences, thought of as one of the best professional wrestlers, the best workers in the business. So naturally, one would assume that making it to the main event of WrestleMania is not so improbable. But for decades, WWE has been the land of the giants, the big men, and even smaller guys like Shawn Michaels, who have gotten fairly long runs with the titles and have become WWE legends. Even those guys, classified as small guys, are, are still quite a bit larger than, than Brian. He talks quite a bit about how the WWE didn't really maximize on his potential and his possibilities the way they certainly could have when they initially brought him in. As a tremendous wrestler with a strong following pre-built before he'd ever got there, even the thought of just dumping him in the Nexus as one of, making him do sort of silly comedy stuff and, you know, his mentor being The Miz, really didn't give him the entry into the promotion that he probably should have gotten. Ultimately, of course, he excelled beyond this, and essentially the false starts just delayed an inevitable push. But to even have uh, just even an inkling of this type of criticism written by a current WWE performer in a book published by WWE is, is not at all common. He also devotes a lot of the book to uh, his time on the independence. He speaks very highly of a lot of people he's crossed paths with. On the negative side, each chapter has a short intro that's written about Daniel's activities on the weekend of WrestleMania 30. It sort of chronicles just that weekend. They're written in a very flowery, overly dramatic tone that doesn't particularly match with the rest of the book. Most of them are about Daniel Bryan and his then fiance Brie Bella. And while factually it's cool to know what WWE superstars do on WrestleMania weekend and what their routine is, it's just overly melodramatic and it refers to Bryan frequently as the WWE's yes man and uses the term Braniel a lot when referring to the couple and it refers to Brie Bella as the WWE diva turned TV star. Assumingly, they're referring to total divas. These chapter intros are, are at best jarring, and, and most of them actually are quite ridiculous to read. They just don't jive with the rest of the book. You've got some chapters that are quite long and well-developed, talking about an, an element of Brian's career, only to be followed by a very short chapter about going to buy a house. There's no balance in chapter length or content, which for some readers might read a little jarring as well. All in all, it's an honest, open, well-written book that uh, I recommend to anyone with an interest in, in today's pro wrestling for sure. Also, there's a, quite a bit in there from the independent scene. 
sadly the book was probably published a little later than it should have been with Brian being out indefinitely with an injury and a lot of the feel-good nature of the book being moot because of his injury shortly after Wrestlemania his subsequent return and then out again with injury but from the standpoint of uh, time capsule of up to that period it's certainly a very good book over on the blog I've uploaded a few reviews since our last meeting Drawing Heat by Jim Friedman which covers a period in the early 80s where a uh, college professor Friedman traveled with the wild man Dave McKigney's traveling indie show it was an outlaw show at the time and involving midgets and bears and and all that sort of stuff a very good book justice denied the untold story of nancy argentino's death in jimmy superfly snooker's motel room that was done by irvin mushnick and and my review of that was done a couple of years back earlier last week when snooker was charged and arraigned with uh, argentino's death it was a timely upload it's a short collection of some writings by uh, mushnick on the subject now, one of the books I did review in one of the Lost episodes is uh, Graham Cawthon's History of Pro Wrestling, Volume 1. Cawthon's whole collection is fantastic. Uh, this was the first, and it covers WWF from 63 to 89. It probably has more results in one book than any other, and it's highly recommended as well. And David Shoemaker's The Squared Circle came out in 2013, also was featured in one of my Lost episodes. And reviews of those are at the blog, wrestlebookreview.blogspot.com. And with the Christmas season so quickly approaching, some books that are coming out, actually, September 14th, The Raw Files 2000 by James Dixon and Arnold Furious, continuation of their series, uh, results in reviews from pay-per-views and TV shows. It's a great series. I have a few of those. I'll throw a review up in the next couple weeks. At long last, Bob Backlund's From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling World Champion by Bob Backlund and Robert Miller. I didn't think this would ever see the light of day. It's coming out on the 15th of September. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Bill Apter with a foreword by Jerry Lawler. Undertaker 25 Years of Destruction by Kevin Sullivan. Not that Kevin Sullivan. Coming out on October 22nd. Andre the Giant, Closer to Heaven by Brandon Easton, coming out on December 10th. And some recent releases, Ultimate Warrior, A Life Lived Forever by John Robinson, My Book Has Not Yet Arrived. Battleground Baltimore, Graham Cawthon and Grant Sawyer, come out in September. Nitro Files, 1995, James Dixon. Daniel Bryan's book, come out July 21st. And Titan Shattered, Wrestling with Confidence and Paranoia. James Dixon again, he's been a very busy boy. Um, it is a follow-up to Titan Sinking, which is another book I really, really enjoyed. And if you can get your hands on that one, absolutely. If Titan Shattered is anything like Titan Sinking, it's going to be a great one. I have not yet ordered it, but it is on my to-do list. And that is going to do it for today. I am Keith. I am the Well-Read Machine. You can, again, follow me at WrestleBookReview, R-E-V-U. That's on Twitter. WrestleBookReview.blogspot.com. OSW Podcast Network. Thank you very much, and have yourselves a great day. Take care. she tell my folks, don't worry, I'll see Kelly gets her rest. we turn on Mr. Ed till they pulled out the drive. Then I'd say, the coast is clear, Grandma, and we'd turn it to Channel 5. Cause it was time for TV wrestling, my grandma's favorite show. She'd get up close to the TV, and I'd lay on the floor. She'd get more worked up with everybody slamming fall. And out of all the wrestlers, she hated the crusher most of all. He'd shout, I'm the king! She'd say, why don't you shut up and go to hell? 
couldn't believe that was my grandma and I'd swear never to tell she'd hold me in her arms I was safe as I could be it was just me and my grandma in the summer of 63 some nights my folks would be out late I'd be sound asleep dreaming grandma was whooping that crusher he was headed for sure defeat. That announcer, he'd be asking, Tell me, what was the crusher's big mistake? I'd say, man, the last time I saw her this mad, Grandpa told her wrestling was fake. One night, the crusher was boasting, and she yelled, You kiss my ass! I guess she got a little bit too worked up, because those words were my grandma's last. When your grandma dies cussing a wrestler, that's a secret you just gotta keep. I told the folks we were watching Beaver. She closed her eyes and went off to sleep. The other night I was cleaning the basement, found some wrestling magazines. Got to thinking about my grandma, all the years gone in between. I hoped that she found peace when she crossed to the other side. And for God's sake, I hope he's got a satellite dish that tunes in wrestling on Channel 5. He'd shout, I'm the king! She'd say, why don't you shut up? Go to hell! I couldn't believe that was my grandma, and I'd swear never to tell. She'd hold me in her arms, I was safe as I could be. It was just me and my grandma in the summer of 63. Watching Grandma take on the crusher in the summer of 63. It was just me and my grandma in the summer of 63.